welcome, 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 podcast listeners. It is episode number one, two, three. No, two, three, four of the Brett Talk <laughs> podcast. I knew it was sequential. I, I forgot where I was. Uh, no. <laughs> you are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You are also here with a giggling, giggling, Mr. Do Say highly. Yo. Yabba dabba doom. You see, I did that. I panned that. I went, yo. Indeed. As this is uh, going to be in mono. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'll still get that. Like, yeah, kind of a Doppler kind of thing. You're also joined wow. by. Oh my gosh, it's Josh. Hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. <laughs> oh, yeah. We don't we don't have Matt this week, but what we do have is Lee and Josh. We were going to have Matt, but then Matt realised he'd forgotten his rehearsals. <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> Some things trump the um the podcast recording, and that is actual adulting. And band rehearsal classes as that. No, so, it does not. Since when have you ever gone to band rehearsals and adulted? Never. No, it doesn't happen. It's bullshit. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, you know. This is Mr. Professional over there. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, I, I usually make knob jokes at more band rehearsal. So. Is that when Adulting. you play guitar? Indeed, indeed. <laughs> right, so we have got a podcast. It is number not one, two, three, two, three, four. It is two, three, four, and in. Um, <laughs> like the how musicians count? God, god damn it! Oh, two, what time three, three, four, and in. Right, yeah, yeah. okay. It's been a while since he has done any music with other people. I suppose. Uh, do you know what? You ain't wrong. <laughs> anyway so um what you been up to lee let's uh let's start as we mean to go on um i've been toying with my well i've been toying with my new studio um as as you know so i've been sending you <laughs> mock-up pictures and like what do you think of this and, and uh just working on ch- turning my garage into a uh d- into the recording studio and uh pedal boards of doom office and um i had grand plans for it but money hasn't allowed for that because i've had other things uh come up in in the way of like a bit of like heating systems and new cars and stuff like that so i've changed my plans for it quite dramatically and um and yeah i've been buying a few bits and pieces just like really cheap bits and pieces to kind of like make a an area where i can go and uh, record uh, demos and the news and you know all that sort of thing yeah so yeah that that's that's exciting um one of my um issues with it at the moment is trying to work out how i can get the right angle to include everything uh but not have the camera concentrated on my crotch so <laughs> that's <laughs> Yeah, that's oh, gonna... we're not we're not doing crotch randy cam. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> I mean, it's a different type of news, that is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I remember when I, I was doing the videos when I first started Pedalboards of Doom uh, YouTube channel, and um, I remember shooting a video in my shorts and then watching it back and thinking, "Oh, that <laughs> could have been dodgy." So yeah, I I, I, I don't want it to be uh, crotch gate. <laughs> or anything like that i mean times um, have changed since you you were first shot those videos i don't think we can get away with as much anymore and no. gratuitous up shorts shots are um are a no-go i think youtube I mean, have clamped down on that haven't they surely that's patreon stuff anyway yeah behind the paywall <laughs> only fans only fans <laughs> got you um so that's one thing i was doing i've been programming my pedal board in and then i realized one of my midi cables is buggered so i've got to try and work out which one it is i think it's probably the one i soldered surprise surprise <laughs> who would have thunk it eh? who would have thunk it <laughs> yeah um 
so yeah i've got to work that out and get that sorted um and then i finally plugged in my my vintage dd3 with the long chip my made in japan dd3 and it's really good really really good it's um I was getting some of these tones that you were talking about the other week, the um, the doubling effect tones. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and that was because uh, you've got uh, free time, um, free time settings on it. You've got fifty milliseconds, which is basically nothing. Yeah, two hundred milliseconds, which for me is still basically nothing, and that's maximum times as well. So that's um, the maximum it gets up to, and then you've got 800 milliseconds and I usually run at about between four and 500 milliseconds. Yeah. You've also got a hold feature on it, which I haven't used yet, but it's, um, yeah, it sounds really good. Um, uh, you know, I'd love to sit here and compare this with a real DD, well, sorry, with a new DD three to see if there is any difference. I strongly doubt that there will be, um, but it, it might be, you don't know. So that's that's really interesting. So you've got like the the three settings, and then you've got uh like a like a time setting that that spans between like naught and fifty milliseconds, say for example. And then when it goes up to two hundred, it's like fifty to two hundred, and then two hundred to eight hundred. I assume so. <laughs> yeah. I, I assume so. Um, the other the other levels are effect level, um, feedback, and then delay time. Yeah, yeah, the kind of things you'd expect. So, mix time and yeah, and yeah, yeah. It sounded really good. I was playing it through my IR two hundred as well, so I was using that as the amp. And, oh, okay, um, okay. Yeah, and I also had my uh, Digitech S drums, and I was playing along to that as well. But I had it had that running into the. Um, into the IR two hundred as well, so I had the drums distorting, which is cool. <laughs> okay, so does the uh, uh, so so you have that running into the IR, and the IR's got um, like amp modeling on it as well, like a like a power amp preamp model. With yeah, it. yeah, the IR two hundred has uh, a bunch of different amps on it, and then obviously all the cabs as well. But I've got it run. So my my setup is I've got the gig rig. Gig, uh, gig rig wetter box there's yep. definitely no joke there let's carry on no absolutely into one side i've got the s drum and bug tuner yep. and on the other side i've got whatever pedal i want to demo and if i turn the wetter box completely one way then it isolates the pedal together and then i can bring the uh, drums and stuff in without affecting the pedal that i'm demoing um so I can bring that in so it runs in parallel. Um, so it's a parallel blend box is the wet box. And yeah. then the, the out of that is running into my IR200. It's, it's quite a complex little thing. I think when I record with it, I'll actually just run everything into different channels of the mixer and just take a feed out of there to monitor it with my headphones. Yeah. Be a sensible way of doing it and I'll be able to get the levels right and everything will be on different channels so I can adjust the drums if I want to cool like like drum machines are something that i've not um not really experimented with when doing demos i tend to do it all through a daw look program the drums in and use the daw with bst i'm feeling like i'm using so many tlas at the moment yeah yeah Yeah. i I get you i've um, been doing a bit of a deep dive into drum machines recently because i i I want to add some some extra flavor to YouTube demos that we do, yeah. And but I don't want to just have a, you know, I don't want to like just like a one two three four sort of thing. So yeah. I've been looking into eight oh eights and stuff like that just to get some interesting beats. And do you know what really got me looking into that as well was you know that thing that Roland released where they showed all the stuff that they'd released over the different decades. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, if you don't know what that is, go and watch the news from like two weeks ago. Um, but it was... Um, they had sound samples of different bits of gear from different where it was used in different songs, so like Blondie songs and stuff like yeah. that. And I was listening to it. I was like, do you know what? 
the the TS uh, the sorry the 808 and the 909 they had some wicked beats to them and I was just like looking at them thinking you know what? I could really get into drum machines <laughs> oh dear right, that's a rabbit hole there isn't it I think so I, I think there's a lot of free plugins as well of them so I, I don't think it's an expensive plug uh, an expensive rabbit hole Okay. The good thing is with the drum machine as well. At least you know it's reliable. It's not going to turn up drunk and walk out with half of the women. I mean, I could have lifted that comment off of like any YouTube, any Facebook page. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Go do it then. Just edit this out. Just edit it out. Pretend I never said anything. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, Josh. <laughs> no, he's, he's not wrong. though, is he? God, drummers can be a nightmare. Mm, oh. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote okay once I sent a uh we had a group chat for a for a band that I was in and um someone sent a picture of like the um you know the evolution of man and yeah. it ended up yeah. with um with a guitarist at the end and then I found another one which actually started with a drummer and then ended <laughs> with a guitarist I sent that and he left the band no. Yes, straight up. <laughs> I was like, what on earth? Oh, my God. Um, yeah. <laughs> Imagine being that offended. Fucking hell. I mean, seriously, it was crazy. <laughs> Defo. Excellent. Defo. Right. Mm. I suppose I should uh, tell us a little bit about what I've been up to this week, which um, I've been a busy boy. Been a busy boy. Um, I, I'd got a little bit of a, um, little bit of backlog with the no talk all tones and I was doing them like on the week that they were supposed to be done. Uh, so I thought this week I'd knock a few out. Um, so I, <laughs> let's see, I'm sure there's a, there's other things that I could knock a few out of as well. You wish. <laughs> yeah. Not this age. Yeah. My God. <laughs> Like firing dust, um, but, <laughs> baby powder. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I did. Uh, so Arsenda last week, I did the Helix Phaser, which I just completely forgot that I had. Um, and then through the post came a pedal that I have been coveting for so long. Um, it was the Rottweiler Distortion by TC Electronic. It completed my trifecta of the uh, the quote unquote tone print um, adjacent drive pedals because they they are basically tone print pedals but without any tone print um, ability in them because they are analog drive pedals. Um, How did you find it if you've used it? Uh, I will. I'll save my full review for the demo itself. But spoilers. <laughs> um. I was expecting it to be really bad because it's largely panned as the the one that wasn't any good within that range. And the other two are still in production. Um, but it it was fun, I think. It it's worked. a way to work. <laughs> yeah. It either was or wasn't. Come it, on. So it, like, it's, it's not something that I'm going to be using every day, all day. Because it's it's just it's not that, and it it's really noisy considering, yeah. Um, considering how like how new of a pedal it it was, um. So yeah, it was it's it's really like it's got a high noise floor, um, and it doesn't seem like it's that gainy con- compared to the noise floor. <laughs> Yeah, I know what you mean. I had the same issue when I had it. Um, but like, I think if you if you ran a gate with it, if you really needed to, um, really needed to use like the high gain settings on it, it would be quite fun. It it was very nostalgic. It had it's got some like really kind of classic, um, classic British metal tones in it. Um, so, or, or, so, what, so what is it like a HM two or a metal zone? Neither. Yeah, it, it, it it's not quite a bag of bees, but it's not a can of wasps either. <laughs> no, so what I'd say is, uh, come Friday, 
watch watch the demo and especially watch uh watch to the end as well because the voice switch on the um the mojo mojo and the dark matter are so subtle that i'm almost convinced that they aren't attached to the circuit whereas the voice switch in the um the rottweiler really does change the uh change the tone of it like it changes the the eq of the the whole kind of gain staging so it's like it sounds like two different eras of uh, new wave of British heavy metal. <laughs> Do you know what I, I forget and I take a, take um, for granted, and then sometimes I switch it in and switch it back. Is the uh, the Metal Zone Wazacraft custom mode? I always have it in custom mode because it sounds fucking excellent. Yeah. And then every now and then I just switch it over to standard, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why they made the custom mode. Yeah. I, I actually used to really enjoy it, um, but on the same settings that uh, it's the custom on the settings that I have it on, the custom mode always, always just sounds so much better. Such a great pedal that is. Indeed, the Metal Zone is uh, is one of those ones that I I haven't played the Boss version of. I've got a uh, I've got a Behringer one, um, and actually it's, it's quite good, but I've not. <laughs> I think I've I've played one in a guitar shop maybe like ten years ago, but it's 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 definitely a blind spot. I I should I should pull my finger out and just own one. They're cheap enough. Yeah, yeah you can get them like thirty quid. And and do you know what? If you've got that much EQ and that much gain on tap, if you can't get a good tone out of it, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, but like I say, it's I've got the Behringer equivalent. And it's definitely not a pedal that I'm going to be using. <laughs> so, yeah, it's really hard to justify. It's... I, I, do you know what? I, I would. It would make my life if this time next year you were saying the Metal Zone was better than the Mojo Mojo. Mm, it's never gonna <laughs> happen. Can you imagine? No, I'd, I'd just be like, so happy. You'd be like, yeah, it, it sounds great if you turn all the gain down. And even with all the gain down, it's pretty like the Mojo Mojo on maximum gain. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there was a similar experience with the Rottweiler. Like I turn all the gain down, and it's still more gain than I'm used to. Like, uh, where do I go from here? Come on. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Oh, so that, I've I've done that one, and I also thought I would I'd be a little bit adventurous on the no talk all tone this week. Um, did, you, did you talk? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I did absolutely no playing and just talked the whole way through. It was <laughs> the all talk, M- no monotone. Tone. Yeah. All like, hello, my name is. <laughs> so I for the for the following week, and it's it's scheduled up on my thingy, so you can see this. Like you can see the thumbnail now. Um, I did the Twiggy Blues, like the Sonic Cake Bar thing, which is essentially four and a half. Um, effects in one because it's also got the yeah. cab sim i love your thumbnail for this have you seen it yeah <laughs> I, I, it's the first time in ages that i've seen a thumbnail that we've done uh, and been like oh because <laughs> i usually know in advance what's happening yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty cool so you do do have a, a look at that and that will be out this friday and i'm, I'm going to talk no more about that um but yeah it's 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 a good one it's a it's a long one, but it's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey. yeah. Um, but speaking of metal zones as well, Josh, you've got you've got a plan coming up for um for a little something something on pedalboard to do involving a metal zone, haven't you? I I do indeed. Um, I was lying in bed and I was thinking because you know ADHD and all that. Thinking, what if I use the metal zone? as an amp and then of course that started the um spiraling the uh train of thought and i'm going to attempt to use a metal zone as an amp and i'm going to try it in various different ways to see which way you can actually make um the most out of it because to be fair when I've seen people using it in a really good way, it's always been like in an effects loop. People have used it in effects loops and it's yeah. always been pretty good. So I was kind of thinking, well, well, if you use it as an amp, it might be vaguely similar. Um, so I'm going to play around 
um, and try to polish. Not well, not quite polish a turd, but <laughs> that's it. Uh, tame the t- can of bees. Yeah, tame the can of bees because, like Lee was saying, I, th- I think once you get a setting dialed in, it is a really good pedal. But you've just got to kind of find that that sweet spot, so to speak. Yeah, it's a it's a victim of its own success in that in that sense because the EQ is so powerful that it's not one of these that all of the settings on it are, are usable. You can get some really unusable stuff, but you can also really hone in the uh, the tone that you want because of that really powerful EQ. Yeah, you see, the, the key to it is with the mids, you've got the frequency and you've got a cut and a boost on the mids. So what you do, and this is Scoot a trick to shit. everyone. No, no, Scoot. no, listen. Scoot. Scoot. listen shush, shush. What you do? I sound like I'm drunk, don't I? Let, let, let me talk. Let me talk. <laughs> so what you do is you boost the mid. You go, you play, and then you change, move the frequency around until you find the frequency that you think is nasty, and then you cut it a little bit, and that's where you're going to find your favourite tones. So basically, you're finding the tone in in the the sound in the tone that you don't like, and you're taking it out. Yeah, I yeah. think another good way to try that I'm also going to look at trying to do is actually have sort of my amp dialed on a crunch, and then kind of use it then to take like to turn the amp from like just a single channel amplifier to then to like a, a tr- you know three gain or two gain sort of and just stacking the gain on top of each other so to speak. Because I think if you just slightly have it running on a crunch and then in the metal zone it could be quite tasty especially yeah. if you've got higher um output pickups as well like you know bare knuckles or emgs it could be quite good i, I was chatting with um the guy who runs monty's pickups over in cheltenham ah. and um we were talking about like um high-powered metal pickups and these sort of things and he was saying you, there's less and less call for that nowadays because obviously with all the sound restrictions at venues and now PA systems are so good that uh, on stage, a lot of people uh, are running silent stages um, and running everything out through, uh, like using in-ears and running everything out through the PA and stuff like that. So when when they're having their amps, their amps aren't like one to 400 watt martial beasts everyone's running like 20 30 watt amps just to get their tones and then they're amplifying it through the pas um so that means if you've got really high powered output pickups what you're doing is you're saturating you're taking all the dynamics away from your amp because you're basically as soon as you play everything's just like basically compressing straight away yeah, I mean, majority of my pickups, I'll be honest, are, are all EMGs, but I found when I had the 5766 that it was that perfect it, mix for me. It's got really nice crisp cleans. It can do the, the, the nice pushed clean and just dig in for the progressive stuff when needs be. But I've also not tried much else. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think the problem that um, super, super high output um, active pickups have with like certain modelers as well, they'll like push the front end of, of like, a, a, like the digital audio converter. There's only so much uh, volume that that can take and it doesn't respond like a tube amp would where like if you really, really slam in the front end, you get like this like beautiful nice. smooth saturation yeah. it just you just end up distorting the signal and getting that horrible mm. kind of digital clipping yeah clipping yeah clipping essentially yeah rather than and it, and it is it, it, that's exactly what it is in the tube amp as well in a valve amp it is clipping but it's it's organic and for some reason it's nice yeah yeah because it compresses as well as like when it when it clips when it goes past that like, that usable uh, stage, it compresses everything because it's got nowhere else to go, and the, which smoothens out the tone. But mm. your digital um, clipping doesn't do that; it just distorts it and ends up really raspy and horrible. 
Well, so since we're talking about amps, would you mind if I um, gave a shout out to something I found today? Yeah, carry on. This is okay. this is kind of news, but <coughs> like news adjacent. Yeah, <laughs> if you like. So there's a company in Russia, in Moscow, and they're called Truman, and they make uh, guitars. Uh, they Truman. Make... Truman. Is that <laughs> yeah. true, man? Yeah, Truman Amplification and Guitars, and the guy who runs it is called Hercules. No, straight up, he's he's really cool as well. I had a, a good old chat with him today, and it's super super cool. When he told me his name, I was like, "That is brilliant." I, I want to that. be his friend. Fucking gear yeah. of the year already. I don't care <laughs> what it is, gear of the year. I mean, yeah, absolutely. So, um. They have some really nice uh, amps, uh, sorry, guitars, which are all relics. Uh, one is uh, a, a telly with a full-body guard on it, which um, uh, is relic, uh, and that's really, really pretty, and that's got two humbuckers, and then you've got a Strat, which is um, also relic. But that's not what we're talking about. They've also got a uh, a pedal, which is a really cool fuzz. It's a 1966 fuzz face uh, replica, so it's supposed to sound... Like exactly like the tone that Hendrix got, and it's just got a single knob on it, and that single knob is actually the bias control, <laughs> which uh, I was a bit surprised about, but um, I was uh, quite happy about as well because I do like a good bias control and get all those splurry tones. But when I was going through the website, I saw this amp, and I was <laughs> I started losing my concentration when I was talking to him because I was looking at this amp and I was like, oh my good god, it's 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 gorgeous so it's in this um how would you describe the cloth guys um it's that like you know marshall did that was it the dsl 40 or the dsl 50c and it was kind of in that vintage cream and black um weave it's kind of like that it's it's like tweed but it's not tweed yeah so you've got that, and that is on the uh, the speaker cab, and you've got it on the bottom half of this martially looking um, head. Yeah, it's and almost kind got... of plexi looking, isn't it? But where the black Very. Rolex would be, it's got yeah, that exactly. kind of like early vintage um, Marshall real clock kind of finish. It is one of the best looking pieces of gear I have seen for a while. It is, yeah. It's gorgeous. gorgeous. So I'll continue to describe it. What it, uh, set into that grill cloth on on the head? You've got the um, the silver plate, the back plate with all the controls on it, and then above it, where you might have the plexiglass, you've actually got a solid bit of um, Tolex, which is the, this Tolex that covers both the cab and the um, the cab uh, and the head. Sorry, is this sort of like metallic? Uh, what shade of green would you say that is almost turquoisey, but more towards green, isn't it? British racing green, that looks like. It does a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. And then you've got racing stripes, but instead of one down the middle, you've got one off to the left, one off to the right, and that's on both the cab and the on the head. Is that um, not just light? Because it seems to go the whole way through it. No, like, no, you've got on, one on here. the grill cloth as well. Yeah, you got one here, and it falls off down the bottom. You see it? It's not. It's not on the grill cloth. That that is like there. But this bit here, and this bit here is the. Oh, let me see if I can inc- increase the size. So you got it there, and there, there, there. Oh there. yeah, okay, yeah. And then at the bottom. Yeah, so that that was good radio. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like the um the Astorias, isn't it? But where they were more central, mm. they had like two. Uh, two racing stripes going almost like a, a Shelby Cobra. Yeah. Two down the centre. These are kind of offset to the the right and to the left, aren't they? Yeah, much more. Much more, yeah. So they, they're they about a hand's width, um, like a closed hand's width away from the edge, aren't they? Indeed. So um, you've got this like bit uh, running across. How would you describe this like extra horizontal line running across the... Uh, 
very, very top tenth of the cab saying Truman on it. It's like a strut almost, isn't it? Yeah. And the way Truman Dreamcatcher is written on it, it it looks to me like like the same lettering you would see on a door of a detective. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah, very kind of like 1920s noir. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, the the overall aesthetic of it is gorgeous, but it's not just any old plexi. It's based on his own plexi, which he he absolutely loved, and he wanted to like um, give people like that same sort of thing. Uh, it's fifty watts. It's a four channel lamp, so you know that's quite nice. Uh, it's all tube, obviously. Uh, custom wound transformers. You've got a boost in there as well. You've got a true str- uh, spring reverb. So he's put a reverb tank in it as well. Then he's put an attenuator, which goes between 25 watts and zero. You've got a direct XLR out, so you can run it straight into your desk. And it's got an all analog cab sim on board as well. So um, I'm guessing because it's an analog cab sim, um, it's going to be something he's made himself. We were discussing this beforehand, and Josh asked whether we thought it was like um, a third party one. But now I reread it, and it's all analog. It's probably his own design. So yeah, yeah, um, it, it, it's awesome. And the price at the moment, he's talking about putting the price up at this, but for the head alone, is something around nine hundred dollars. Um, so bad, considering is it considering. No, for, boutique manufacturer i mean you'd probably be paying that for a for a marshall head wouldn't you as well and seeing as these have they've got like additional features and are like hand wound transformers and like a much smaller operation yeah i mean if you if you had like hand built jubilee or something it'd be three times the cost of this oh yeah 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 absolutely gorgeous i completely agree with josh is is i've i like i say i was talking to the guy i was talking to hercules and uh, and then i just stopped paying attention for a second i was just looking at his amp and i I didn't even realize i did it and i was like i I, and i started repeating myself i said i'm I'm so sorry do you know why i'm repeating myself and i told him and he was like yeah it's nice isn't it (laughs) i I think it's a bit difficult with amps at the moment because I think some of them tend to just look quite generic and quite plain. I mean, that's no disrespect to a lot of amp makers out there at the moment, but there's, I wouldn't say there's anything necessarily special about what I see at amps at the moment. But that's the first time in a long time I've seen an amp and thought, that is exquisite. Hmm. It it looks expensive. It looks classy. It's not too. Um, I'm trying to think what the word is like pretentious. It's it's just it just looks beautiful. Yeah, it's. Got, I mean, that's the it's sort got, of thing you put in a room and it adds value to the room. Yeah, it's got detail, but it's not over the top. It's not. It's not ornate for the sake of being ornate. It's, everything's got purpose on it. Yeah, mm. exactly cool yeah so yeah uh, go and check them out it's trumanamplification.com and if you go forward slash amplifiers it's called the dream capture um and yeah i think it's done exactly what it says on the tin <laughs> it's it's got me gassing for another amp and i don't need another amp but oh my god it's nice yeah which of your children would you swap for that amp <laughs> You. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My child. <laughs> Wait, am I even old enough to be like a child of yours? Um, uh, Bearing in mind, I'm 30 next month. I mean, some of us start before others. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Right, we, we've got some uh, some news in me this week. So let's let's news news proper news. Um. Let's start with the Harley Benton. Go on. So Harley Benton. It's from something really, really, really boutique and yeah. lovely and expensive to a Harley Benton. To a Harley Benton. <laughs> so Harley Benton, quite commonly, just sneak release, really cool shit. Like, uh, about three years back, they released an absolute identical rip of like the, the Prince um, owner, telecaster and you were just like what the fuck 
uh, and it was it was really cool. They've done like another one of these these sneak, super cool, uh, real niche releases with the ST twenty HH. So ST it's strat type, it's dual humbucker. It is a stealth black, and so like a matte black finish with like a black pick guard and two active um, blackout style humbuckers. Um, it looks exactly like a gym route, which is. Just... I'm just I'm just looking at it now, and it is it's it's quite nice actually. In all fairness, I must admit. So yeah, I, I I didn't expect to like it. I, I kind of uh, thought, oh, here we go, another Harley Benton, and it's it is yet again another Harley Benton that I've looked at, expected not to like, and looked at it and thought, actually, <laughs> that's really nice. So the the choice for the body is quite popular. Um, <laughs> it's got a maple neck. It's got a, a rose acre board, rose acre, uh, or. Rosaker. Is that? It, it looks a bit like ebony because it's like really dark, um, rosewood yeah, style, isn't it? Yeah, it looks quite dark for for a uh, rosewood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Rosewood um, alternative. Um, so, like I say, it's got these active HBZ pickups. They're like proprietary Harley Benton style. Um, Active pickups. I think they uh, they did these in their Explorer style. I think it was like the eighty four or something like that, the EX eighty four, uh, and they did a version with EMGs and a version with their their humbuckers. And these were they. So the, Do you know what it says on it? It says uh, HBZs on on the actual humbuckers. Mm. Yeah, a bit like the um, the Ibanez humbuckers that had IBZ on them. I would be interested if we put up a poll on either of the pedal boards to do more on the Pudgy Pedal Chap Instagram mm-hmm. of, of that picture of that body and the black Jim Root strat. Now, how many people would be able to tell the difference? Because even just looking at the body, and if I'd seen that on the Fender website, I'd believe you. <laughs> yeah, as long as you don't show the head stuff. Yeah. You're, you're all good. Um, the head's... I mean, it's not it's not a terrible headstock by any means. I not am actually. a headstock. I'll be honest, I am a headstock snob, and I have rejected guitars purely on the fact that I don't like the headstocks. I, I, am I think we those. all have, haven't we? Probably. I, well, I, I definitely have. Um, yeah, yeah, for I'm sure. Just, I'm looking over at my collection, and there the seems to be a theme very much. <laughs> um, but yeah, all, so... All bad headstocks. Well, the largely Fender Telecasters, so... And do you know what? That is the headstock that I... F- that was the first headstock that I thought I'd really dislike. And that's what started my headstock um, dislike was the Telecaster. I mean, it's quite phallic, isn't it? I hate the... I think, <laughs> is it the 70s Fender ones with the, the huge big ones. Fucking, Oh, I love the, the CBS headstock. Love them. Knob on, on the end of them, as I call it. I love them. Um, Oh, like the, like the kind of half it. moon kind of feel, love it. Oh. Uh, but but yeah, so we've got we've got that. It's a hardtail hardtail guitar. It's a hundred and seven pounds. One hundred and seven pounds. <laughs> How much is the Jim Root one? Uh, the Jim Root Squire more. is probably about four fifty. I reckon. I think is it for the Squire? Oh, I couldn't tell you. I, I didn't. Didn't look into it that much. Let me have a quick look. I didn't think. I know they got the, the contemporary uh, strats. I didn't think they had a, a gym route. Yeah, the contemporary one is at the moment three to eight in uh, British pounds sterling, and the I'm just getting loading up the okay. This this is not currently available. So unless they discontinued it. I am not sure. Okay, talk amongst yourselves while I look. <laughs> uh, this this fair, is a regular think... feature now. Man Googles on podcasts, isn't it? It's that yeah. time again, folks. That's it. <laughs> I don't worry about it. We'll, we'll get rid of, of time stamped. 
so for 107 quid, it's hard to argue, isn't it? It, re- it really is hard to argue. Um, if you want that gym root itch, but really don't want to pay the money, then... £455 for a Squire one. Okay, I mean, cool. It's got to the point now where when someone says, oh, yeah, it's a gym root guitar, I'm like, oh, which one? Because he has so, so many. So there, there are so many signature guitars of his, and I don't know if any two of them look the same. I know my friend's got the Strat and the Jazzmaster one, and I have played them. They are nice guitars to play. The only downside I have to them is because of the matte body finish. When you've played it for so long, it just goes, it's like matte, and it's suddenly glossy, and then matte again. And Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. That's that's matte guitars in general, though, isn't it? Yeah. That happens. And if... You bought one of these for £107. You'd be like, ah, well. I'm going to get another one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <That's> <laughs> Just buy another one. <laughs> oh, dear. That disposable society we're in. Um, <laughs> there's, there's been quite an interesting, um, an in- interesting gear drop that happened today on the day of recording by um, a friend of the podcast and someone oh, yes. who we've had on. Uh, the podcast to, to discuss his wares. Uh, yeah. For a minute there, I was like, has there? I, 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 I <laughs> literally had a conversation with the man about it earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day. So, uh, Xander, uh, Xander Circuitry uh, has been teasing uh, like a release for a couple of a couple of months. And like the last couple of days, it's been like a countdown. I think the last time we had him on, he was saying how he was like regenerating his his lineup and was thinking of doing a, like uh, a, a like a reworking of that. Was it the atmosphere? The last uh, like multi uh, reverb that he did it was it like in the red box and it had like three three knobs. Uh, sorry, three uh, foot switches, um, and he. <laughs> like Lee, Lee, not a, not a fucking clue. Because he had like the, the the tape deck, um, tape deck delay, and I think it was the atmosphere, um, reverb. I've got, I've got. I, I know, I know about the Junipero and all the drives, uh, yeah. but I don't remember a previous reverb, and that's down to me. Uh, I should, I should have paid more attention. Oh yeah, I. Because I'm I'm in the DIY um, pedal forums, and at the so end, am I. <laughs> at, at the end of the last like the last run, when he knew that he was going to be um, like discontinuing the, I think it was the atmosphere. I'm going to go with that. The atmosphere, um, exosphere. That's the one. Um, when he was uh, discontinuing that, he was selling off the PCBs along with the the um, belt and bricks. The uh, basically like the the um, reverb unit like circuit uh, and i bought one of them so uh, somewhere around here i do have a uh like one of the old gen ones um but he has released oh yeah <laughs> just, sorry i've googled it and i'm like oh yeah yes yes i do remember this oh man yeah. Let, letting the side down there uh i've got you back alex i've got you back i mean um, man there's, there's only so much knowledge someone can fit in their head about pedals <laughs> um but you, i mean you can you can cast that aside now that's that's old hat because I, now, maybe that's what i did yeah now we've got the temp tempolo tempolo do we pronounce it like tremolo but with tempo no, it's not tempolo. tempolo there's only one o in it it's templo oh is it templo there we go like, temp, like temple but templo 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 okay templo uh, so this is basically like, like the Junipero is to modulation. This is to reverb. It's got uh, what we're looking eight different um, eight different styles of reverb, and it is it's, it's got so much. It is so so extensive. Um, so we've got uh, like your well, standard uh, controls. Interestingly, the the ins and the outs at the top. You've got stereo in, mono out. Sin and then min. A what? 
<laughs> you've got stereo in and, min- and mono in yeah so um but I, I was making a fun of it because it looks like it, it it says s in so it looks like it says sin ah ah uh, yeah, excellent yeah. excellent excellent work there lee excellent thank you work. thank you very much he's <laughs> <laughs> a mean, detective yeah. jo- I mean, jokes yep. are much better when you explain them uh so we've got yep. <laughs> we've <Yep>. got <laughs> Uh, your standard stuff your decay tone and mix and you've got two controls as well like these are knobs that are control one control two they have got which will vary dependent on the setting I'm guessing on the mode yeah yeah so again like like with the uh, the Junipero where like it would alter different things based on the based on what type of modulation you're choosing this alters the different uh, different aspects of the reverb. Um, so you've got like two controls to to really kind of fine tune it. It's also got MIDI in, which is an absolutely massive, massive undertaking for um, such a small company in terms of like staffing because it's, it's basically him and his wife helps out as well. I mean, Alex, well done, mate. Um, do, do you know what else he's done, which is really, really good? He's put an expression in as well, but they're not the same jack. So yeah. most companies, they'll give you a MIDI in or expression in, depending on what you want to do with the jack. And he's put a MIDI in and an expression in. But you haven't put a bloody MIDI out on it, have you? I mean, there's no, there is no pleasing some. <laughs> but, but yeah, so he, he, top top trick to you. Uh, yeah. What's this called? What's what's one of these splitter things called? I don't know. I can't see. These, splitter. These stereo yeah, splitters, yeah. the TRS to two monos. If you get one of, so if you get a TRS to two monos in, and then you put that into your MIDI, you can use one for the in and one for the through. Well, there you go. Yeah. There's Lee's top tip. Yep. <laughs> so you've got. Uh, with with MIDI, you've got 128 possible presets as as per kind of MIDI rules. But you've also got if you don't want to go down the MIDI route, which I don't because it scares me. Uh, you will. You, you will. <laughs> you'll get that. That's all right, darling. You'll, you'll be you'll be okay. No, you'll please don't. Uh, but you've got <laughs> yeah. you've got five onboard presets anyway, so you can you can set up five five presets within the pedal itself, and you can completely ignore MIDI. Uh, you, you've got the kill like a kill dry option, um, momentary max delay mode. Uh, sorry, ma- max decay mode. So you could you can like do a momentary just crazy everything on, uh, almost mode. like a self oscillation uh, thing on a on a, um, a delay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as you mentioned, we've got the expression and the. The feature that he's done for this, essentially, it's it's a bit like tap tempo, but for reverb. So you can tap between uh, short delay, uh, sorry, short decay time, medium decay time, and a long decay time. Which is super cool. With that it's, it's so cool. It's good. It's good, isn't it? What happens can... if you hold it? I assume that's the uh, momentary max. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so that that, that that's just so so cool because you can just at the end of the song or, or end of the phrase you can like just keep have this massive swell but then you can stop <laughs> massive swell, but you can stop that from happening like and getting in in the way of everything else during the rest of the song yeah and you could have you could have like like a long delay for sorry long decay i keep saying delay <laughs> long decay for like the chorus passages where you want to kind of get lost in the mix a bit but then maybe knock it back for the the chorus where you really want to punch through or or bring it back for the solo where you where you want the articulation mm. um yeah it, it's very very cool i like how the bypass is called engage as well it's, it's just a very captain picard isn't it i mean that's that's very xander that is i think i've got the yeah. the cranium up there and that's got engage on yeah, um, it's, I think, I'm pretty sure it's the same across the range. Uh, it's just, it's just nice, isn't it? Make indeed. it so. <laughs> uh, it's, it's got those those signature, um, like patented um, knobs as well, which um, Alex designed, basically designed. Um, 
and it, they just look so cool. The the kind of almost Chase Blissy style, uh, but with Alex's little flair on. Um, and they're so clear as to where what where the position is. So so clear. Absolutely. Uh, so I think without further ado, we mention what modes this thing has got. So it's got a spring slash hall. Uh, it's got a room slash hall. Got a cave. So kind of going from uh, like shorter delay times, expanding out. Yeah. Then we've got solid state. Solid state. Uh, we've got whirl, which I believe is with uh, a court like reverb and the mod the the um, the decay's got modulated chorus modulation on it. Spectral, we've got lo-fi and we've got granular. I think the granular one is what I thought lo-fi would be. Uh, granular, it's got um, like a bit crusher mm. and... Kind that, of random. Yeah, yeah like kind of really gritty sounding. Um, the spectral, I think, has got an octave down on it. Honestly, I, I want that just to have that spectral setting because spectral just sounds like something that I would really enjoy. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can imagine that with this, uh, like an SY1 or an SY200 and I think that would be so much fun. Yeah, uh, it, totally. It, it, this pedal, uh, it, it makes me want it just to have it in the studio. It, yeah. it looks just fantastic and... We've also got to give a, a big shout out to the design on it because um, you know Alex is so good at graphic design and this this like temple that he's etched on there just looks awesome. Yeah, oh, his his graphics are always top notch, aren't they? they like, mm. and as like, as he's came on as a as a designer, like a pedal manufacturer and designer. It's it's all like the the range has really become cohesive, and you can you can see a Xander pedal and not necessarily see the text saying it's a Xander on it. But if you see, oh, you know it. Yeah, you can see it from a mile off because they've all got this uniform look to them, mm. but they've all got that that personality as well. Like with the different and somehow colors. when he changed the look of the range, it was still like, it still carried some of the aesthetic over, didn't it? Yeah. Um, it, like it, the colors were still the same colors. It was just like, instead of having a, a color coded uh, enclosure, they went to the uh, standard uh, silver enclosure, but the graphic was the color instead this time. Looking um, at this, yeah. is, I'm assuming he's going to be about the size of that. Is it the TC? Um, X4 or whatever it was. I'm guessing it's probably going to be about that. Yeah, it's it's that sort of. Yeah, it's it's about the flashback X4 and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's that kind of that kind of size. Um, These are the big boys, though. This and the Junipero are the biggest ones he makes, and then he makes other smaller ones, which are more like like Chase Bliss sort of size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Um, I'm just looking at one, and I and I want one. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so they are um, they are retailing at two nine nine, which considering what this pedal does and all of the um, like all of the thought that's gone into it, all of the like the adjustability and the customizability of the the patches and and whatnot, it see like it definitely commands that kind of that price point. Um, yeah, absolutely. Because it's 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 almost kind of seeming like Strymon levels of adjustment. Yeah, I was about to say it's it's in that Strymon sort of bracket. Yeah, he he, he steered away from like um, having LCDs uh, displays and these sort of things, and he's kept it very simple to use, but still giving you a shit ton of stuff that you can do with it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a marvel of engineering. The fact that someone who's not got like a team of research and development behind him has managed to do this is it's incredible. Yeah, absolutely is, really is. Uh, and like like you said, Josh, I think like some of those um, like outlandish uh, things, like the spectral, 
like the granular are just gonna those are gonna be the thing that absolutely captures someone yeah i mean when i'm playing with reverbs um, when i'm playing with ambient sounds i automatically go for like the really big modulated airy sort of reverbs just having something like that spectral one for me i i would literally be on there tweaking with it and i'll be there for hours yeah and you could have five different presets of it as well Oh, 128 if you wanted to go MIDI. Anybody got a napkin? You're right there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, like, um, oh, hang, hang on. It's that I, I was I was just thinking to myself, hang on, I'm wrong here. Because the Junipero is, is a big one, but there's also the Duplo as well, which is the delay, delay. as well. So there is, yeah. there's actually three uh, large ones. Now you've got the Templo, the Junipero, and the Duplo. It's like the strife came out last year, didn't it? Yeah, it's like the strife factor, but for Xander. Yep, crazy. Yeah, like yep. the Mobius, the timeline, and the uh, the big sky. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I know. Uh, I you know I know a lot of companies are starting to go towards that now. You got to look at what um, Universal Audio did, and so on and so forth. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's it but again is... like big like big teams of people. Big team, what? like big teams of R and D, big teams of people. This Mate, is you're not going to get from... a much bigger team than and you got Universal Audio is about as big <laughs> as you get. Absolutely. Whereas this is, I can't stress it enough. It's one one man, uh, just like spearheading this this crazy pedal revolution. One man in the shed, essentially. Well, yeah, an attic. I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. Oh, his workspace is absolutely mwah, just exquisite. Yeah, he, he does like it a lot, doesn't he? Bless him. <laughs> it's great. Um, so I'll, I'm going to be checking out because not only does he do like this incredible pedal journey, he also puts out a load of the like demo content and stuff of his own making as well. So I'm going to be checking out a load of that um, because. I I've subbed to his YouTube channel because even if you're even if you you don't own a Xander pedal, like some of his content is just so entertaining anyway. Um, yes, so it's and great great lighting as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, like fantastic uh, videography. Um, okay, he he's cool. one of these guys that I I aspire to get as good as when it comes to like video. Um, quality quality work yeah and and just a lot of content as well like he's he's really like his presentation style is i mean it, almost, if, it if, seems effortless. if you keep kissing his ass he's not gonna have much of one left so <laughs> should we move on <laughs> That's it. i'm gonna have a brown note did you talk last week about the jam pedal uh delay llama uh did we bollocks right okay let's talk about it because this is sweet this is so 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 cool. Go on. So, Delay Llama is the single best analog delay uh, that I've ever played. It's so so good, and I, man, I'm starting to wonder whether there's many analog delays that I haven't played. Um, especially from the big bigger companies. Um, uh, you know, my, my favorite for years was the carbon copy, and you put the delay llama next to the carbon copy, and the, the carbon copy sounds weak. It just doesn't come anywhere near as good. Um, so, so it's good, right? Yeah. Uh, and it was pretty standard. It was three knobs and an on-off switch. Yeah, pretty cool. Okay, lovely. So what they've done is they've now added a second switch to it. Um, which is tap tempo. If you hold it, it goes into self-oscillation. The tap tempo has three different subdivisions to choose from. So you've got dotted eight, you've got normal, and you've got whatever the other one was, probably triplets or something like that, or sixteenths. And then you've got... Um, what else have you got? You've got trails, so you can have it so it's buffered, and if when you turn it off, it will basically finish itself off, <laughs> if you like. Um <laughs> And so, so what they've done is they've kind of taken the best sounding analog delay on the market and just added, yeah, a lot of very, yeah, a lot of very usable features to it. There's more to it than that, but um, uh, yeah, have a look at the news from um, 
last week. I want to say last week, but when this goes out, it'll be the week before. So have a look at the news that came out on the twenty on the thirtieth. 30th of January, and I've gone into it in much more detail there. Um, but oh my god, uh, I've put my name down for one. It's just so so good. I, I can't wait to get my hands on it. But they've sold out already. Completely oh, no. sold out. Yeah, absolutely completely sold out. It's like it didn't take them long at all. Um, but if you yeah. carry on kissing his ass, he's not going to have anything left. <laughs> How do you like that medicine? <laughs> Tastes like shit. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I, you know, this is all in just a, like an MXR size enclosure as well. I mean, that, that, that in and of itself is crazy that you can put all of that in within like a standard kind of pedal enclosure. All analog. Yeah, all analog as well. Yeah. Yeah, they've used um, uh, reissue Panasonic chips um, to get that that really old sound, and I've never heard anything that's not a tape sound that much like a tape. Indeed, and I think, looking at the time, I think it's probably where we should end the podcast for this week. Is it bedtime? It is. I think so. I think it's. I think it's bedtime. Um, I extend a massive massive thank you to all of you listeners who've made it this far you are amazing i extend a double special awesome sexy thank you to our patreon backers not only double it's awesome and sexy too and it's a thank you because you make the lights stay on um if you want to be and they are (laughs) indeed if you want to be a patreon backer for as little as two dollars a month you can join part of this crew so if you go patreon.com slash fret talk you can find out more details there and those people are as follows mr andrew bimson mr adam yeomans mr doug christ of 37 effects and of masters of the cinematic universe go check it out it's amazing and of the just surprise me podcast also go check it out it's amazing um we have got mr hugh g-rection not known for Hugh Janus. Friends with Hugh Janus, yes. Um, <laughs> and we have got... You, you've made me lose my train of thought here. We've got Mr. <laughs> ben Fletcher with Fletcher Pickups. And we have got Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast and the Second Button Podca- Podcast? Podcast. Which um, this week they did a, a podcast on possibly my favourite Seinfeld episode so far, which was the jacket. So check it out. Um, I really, I really want to start watching this so, because um, you seem to like it so much. And if uh, you know, if it's a comedy, it's a comedy. Indeed, I think comedy is a loose term. Um, it, it's, it's definitely aged. Don't get me wrong, but watching Seinfeld kind of. It shows you where the comedies that we've got now came from. It shows you like that that progression. So we usually do plugs at the end of this podcast. Um, if you want to find me, I am Budget Pedal Chap. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. YouTube is the home to the No Talk All Tone series. And this week, as mentioned, it will be. Um, oh, what what will it be this week? Shit! It will be the Rottweiler distortion. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> Josh, Joshy ZK, YouTube, and the Corona Mortis at Instagram. That is absolutely perfect, spot on. You got it. And Mr. Lee Padabadababadadu, you are at Pedalboards of Doom. I am everywhere you want to look. Anywhere there's a pedalboard of doom. Indeed, we are me. the ho- we are the home to one of the biggest Facebook communities of guitar nerds. I'm, I'm glad that the you biggest that you're, you're uh, of pedal nerds. Indeed, indeed. Guitar nerds, pedal nerds, same difference. Yes, but and, well, one one of them is brand. <laughs> 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 oh dear! Right, so that's where we're going to wrap it for this week. So, from Lee Padabadabadababadu, from Mister. Oh my gosh, it's Josh. Bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. <laughs> and Yabadabadu. 
It will be a tatty bye. And good night for this week. Josh, where do bad rainbows go? Prism. <laughs>